Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. You know, we all praise someone somewhere. You know, whether, whether you're a believer in, in Jesus here today or you're not, we all praise someone somewhere. I think just next week the footy season kicks off and Bronco fans will fill a stadium and will sing songs of praise. Just put your hand up if you're a, if a Broncos fan here. You know, we'll gather together, we'll gather together in community, and when one of our players, you know, puts an inflated pigskin over a white line, we will stand up and sing shouts of praise. We'll lift our hands in praise. We'll be overflowing and overwhelming joy in our hearts as we praise the great things that he has done. Any believers in the room? Are you any believers, you know, Big, big Bieber fans, there's a few of you, you know, around the place, a couple of you just doing these ones at the moment, just not sure whether you really want to admit to it. You know, when believers gather together, you know, in Justin's presence with his, you know, tight, ripped jeans, you know, we, we, we stand and we shout praise, we lift our hands in praise, we sing along to his songs of praise. And, and in 2020, his latest song is... And I kid you not, yeah, you got that yummy yum. That yummy yum. That yummy yummy. Yeah, you got that yummy yum. Yummy yummy. <laughs> Lift your voice in praise, people, for the great things he has done. And for all of you older people sitting there, you know, kind of snickering, you know, thinking you're a little bit above that and thinking young people have lost the plot, there was a day when you stood and shouted praise, when four long-haired louts from London sang, we all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, worthy of praise. There'll be a whole lot of parents in the room here today who, who this year at some stage, when your kids get the most improved award for colouring in, in grade 11, you will stand and, and you will shout praise. Come on, hands up if you're one of those parents. As a whole city, just in our recent history, we, we gathered together and we shouted praise, you know, for someone who beat another guy senseless in 15 three-minute rounds, worthy of praise. You know, we, we stand up and, and shout praise. We actually make a sacrifice to praise. We line up for, to give praise. You know, when, when someone who is really good at pretending to be someone else does great things on a big screen. We all praise. We all praise someone, somewhere. It's not hard to look around in our culture, in fact, to look around in cultures in the world that, that all praise someone, somewhere for the great things they've done. We might do it in different ways and it might be different things that we praise, but it's not hard to look around the world or look around our own culture and go, okay, we're actually made to praise. 
There's something in our human condition that is made to praise others for the great things that they have done. And then throughout the Psalms, it makes it very clear that we are made to praise and we're made to praise God above all other things. Psalm 100, it says, you know, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. The whole earth is created to shout joy. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. The whole world is made to praise Him, to worship Him with joyful songs. It's He who is to be praised above all others because of the great things that He has done. The Psalms say, you know, His greatness no one can fathom. We, we might praise all sorts of different people for doing great things, but no one can fathom the greatness of God. And so he is worthy of all of our praise. You're made to praise. You know, when Jesus is heading into Jerusalem, knowing that he's about to be crucified as a criminal on a cross, he, he rides on a humble donkey. But people that have seen the great things that he's done choose to praise him. Even as he comes in in, in humility, even as he comes in ready to suffer, the, the people praise him. It says this in Luke chapter 19, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they'd seen. They'd seen Jesus do great things and so they're shouting out praise to God. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd, the religious people in the crowd, said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to stop. Jesus says, If they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. You see, the disciples were just overwhelmed with praise. They're lifting up shouts of praise because of the great things they've seen Jesus do. And the religious people of the time rebuked Jesus, rebuked what they were doing. And that's what religion will always do. Religion will always try and contain and control your praise. But Jesus says, if they don't cry out praise to me, the rest of creation will. Because the rest of creation simply praises God just by doing what they're created to do. They don't have a choice. And, and so in, um, in, in Psalm 19, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens, just by, just by coming out and, and shining in their glory, they give praise to God. You know, the, the skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they're pouring forth speech. Just by looking beautiful, just by doing what they're created to do, they're, they're praising God. They're giving glory to God. In Isaiah chapter 55, you know, it says, The trees of the fields clap their hands. And it's not saying that the trees literally clap along, you know, to, to, to worship songs. It's saying just the beauty of a tree with its limbs outstretched and blowing in the wind. It's simply by being what is created uh, to be and doing what it's created to do. It is praising God. It says the mountains and the hills burst forth in song simply by looking great, simply by being, showing their grandeur. 
They're, they're praising God. All of creation is made to praise God. The difference with us is we have a choice. We, we can actually choose to praise God or we can choose to praise created things. And so when we look around the world today, we see everyone praises someone somewhere, but, but some people are choosing to shout, you know, uh, shouts of praise to created things, and others are choosing to praise the Creator. You've got a choice. You, you can choose to joyfully, with overwhelming joy, praise the Creator, or you can choose to kind of religiously acknowledge God and just kind of control and contain your praise. Or you can passively ignore God, or you can actively reject God. But it's your choice. You've got a, cho a choice as to who you are going to choose to praise but we're all made to praise. But God's not looking for blind praise. He's not looking for people just to, you know, to speak out the right words or to go through the right rituals. Another time Jesus is talking you know, to the Pharisees and he says to them, you people honour me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. They were singing the songs. They were saying the words but your hearts are far from me. And so Jesus says, therefore, you worship in vain. There's no point to it. You see, God, he actually sees your heart. He knows what's in your mind. And he wants you to praise him because you know who he is. Because you know his character. And so Psalm 100 goes on to say, know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. It's He who made us and we are His. We're His people. We're the sheep of His pasture. So enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You see... Our praise flows from what we know. Religion will contain and control praise, but, but a relationship, a personal relationship with God, when we actually know who God is, there will be a, an overflow of praise. And so in this short song, just one song of, of 150-something songs that are, that are sitting in the, in the middle of the Bible called Psalms, this one song, the psalm writer is just quickly going through a whole bunch of reasons to praise God because we know who He is. He's saying, do you know these things? Do you know that He is God? He's the great God above all gods. There might be a whole bunch of you know, other created things that people praise and worship, but our God is the one true God. He is worthy of all praise. He's our creator. He knits you together in your mother's womb. And all of his works are wonderful. They're all fearfully made. He knows all the days ordained for you before one of them was written in his book. He's God, but he's also your creator. He was intricately involved in actually seeing you come into creation. You belong to him. You're one of his kids. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what you are. You belong to him like a child belongs to your family. And he's the king. 
He, he might have entered Jerusalem, you know, as a, on a humble donkey about to be crucified as a criminal. But, but as he hung there on the cross for the sins of all mankind and he was placed in a tomb three days later on that Sunday morning, he, he rose from the dead and he, he's no longer a king with a crown of thorns on his head. But he, he's a king who is seated at the right hand. He is on a throne in heaven. And the picture of Revelation is that he is crowned with many crowns. He's no longer on a donkey He's on a victorious horse and draped across him is a sash that says, King of kings and Lord of lords. You see, he is God. He is your creator. You are his. And he's a king. He's worthy of praise. But he's also kind. He's a good shepherd. It says he, he feeds us and he nurtures us. He's not just a king, you know, with a sword in his hands and victory on his lips. He's also a good shepherd with a rod and a staff and he nudges us beside streams of living water and he refreshes our soul. You see, just because he's the king doesn't mean he's got to be good. Just because he has all power doesn't mean he has to be good, but he is good. He's so good that even in the most difficult circumstances of our lives, even in the darkest times of our lives, he's able to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. He's good and he'll always be good and his love for you will never run out. He'll love you forever. His love is a steadfast love that never ceases. It never moves. It never changes, it never runs out, it never dries up. Some of you have been in a loving relationship with a person and their love for you dried up, it ran out, it moved away and it's caused you incredible pain. But you have a God in heaven, you have a king of all kings who, who feeds you and nurtures you and, and he's good but, 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 he, but he's also loves you forever. It will never change. And he's faithful to the very end. Even when you're unfaithful to him, and we all need to hear this, I need to hear this, even when you're unfaithful to him, he'll never be unfaithful to you. He just can't be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is God. He is our creator. We belong to him. He is king. He feeds and nurtures us. He is good. He'll love you forever. And he's faithful to the very end. He is worthy of all of our praise. Those things will never, ever change. No matter what the circumstances you're walking through in life, those things will always be true about God. So he'll always be worthy of praise. So your praise flows from what you know. I was in uh, Kenya, not last week, but the week before, visiting some of our Gateway Beyond workers and went to iAfrica, one of the projects that we've supported over the years. And Opie, who leads iAfrica, last couple of times I've been there now, he, he, they, they sing songs of praise and the kids dance, these African kids dance before the Lord. And the, the drill is, 
that at the end, the pastor gets to come out and dance with the kids. Those black kids can dance. This white boy can't dance. Worst 30 seconds of my life. I said to Opie, mate, I'm coming to your place tomorrow, but I'm only coming if I don't have to dance. He says, no problem, Pastor Jason. No dancing. We, we got there, and Tim and I drag, got dragged into a new surprise. Bible trivia with year six class. Didn't go for 30 seconds, went for an hour. How old was Methuselah when he died? Who knows? He was 969, apparently. I knew he was very old. It wasn't a good start, me and Tim. It was kind of zero from one. Who was the seventh king of Israel? Tim, you should know this. You're the missions pastor. It went on and on and on. Thankfully, we don't need to fulfill a knowledge test to be able to praise God. I said to Opie at the end, he says, from now on, mate, I'll do the 30 seconds of dancing. <laughs> that hour was purgatory. <laughs> That's not the kind of knowledge that the psalmist is talking about. He's saying, I, I want you to know the heart, the character, the nature of God. And I want you to praise him for his heart, for his character, for his nature. And you see, the more you get to know the heart of God, the more you get to know the character of God, the more you will praise him. So your praise is never supposed to, as you get older or more mature, your praise is never supposed to get contained and controlled. That's what religion does. But as we keep growing in our relationship, as we keep growing in our knowledge of who God is, then, then praise will grow. Our praise for him will, will grow, actually become more expansive. There'll be a greater overflow of joy. David was a man after God's own heart. He said in Psalm 34, I will extol the Lord at all times, in all circumstances, his praise will always be on my lips. And he walked through some dark times. You see, praise is a choice that we make. It's a choice that we make. We've all got a choice. You can praise whatever you like. But the choice to praise God is a choice that we make. And sometimes when we're going through difficult circumstances, it's hard to praise God. It's hard to lift up praise to God. I, I want to encourage you. I've got one simple thing to encourage you with if that's what you're walking through now. Read the Psalms. You don't need to memorize who begat who, but start to let the Psalms speak to your heart. This is what C.S. Lewis says about the power of Psalms. He says, The most valuable thing the Psalms do for me is to express the same delight in God which made David dance. You read the Psalms. David was an olive-skinned boy who could dance. They stand out as something astonishingly robust, virile and spontaneous. Something we may regard with an innocent envy and may hope to be infected by as we read. I love that last bit. And that's what I've found the Psalms do. We get infected by their praise. 
We get infected by the goodness of God. You know why? Because they're written by people like you and me who walk through very difficult circumstances and struggle to praise God and ask questions like, why is my soul so downcast? God, why do you seem so far from me? God, why is, this, why is evil prospering and the good people, including myself, you know, are, are getting treated harshly? It's constantly just songs of praise written by people like that who ask all their big questions in difficult circumstances and then get to the end and say, no, in the midst of this, I know that you are God. I know that the victory is yours. I know that you're with me and you'll never leave me. And so I will praise you. I'll choose to praise you. You see, we're all made to praise and your praise flows from what you know. I want to encourage you, if you're walking through difficult times, the Psalms can be so powerful to you. Just read a Psalm a day. Let it minister to you. Let praise well up in your heart. The Psalms can be infectious. We enter His presence with praise. The Psalm goes on to say, Psalm 100, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise his name. Now this is written initially to the people of Israel. And the people of Israel had a very complex system of rituals to come into the presence of God. The old covenant that they were under allowed for one nation, you know, one group of people, after all of mankind had sinned and, had, and, and we'd been separated from the presence of God, God made an agreement. He made a covenant. He says, you'll be my people, I'll be your God. And then he gave them this complex system, these rituals they had to walk through for, for sinful people to come into the presence of God. And so there was numerous priests that were needed to administer many, many different rituals, to, to make many different sacrifices. Blood had to be spilt time and time again so sinful people could come into the presence of God if they were born in the right family. And they could come in to the temple at the right time. And so they would come into the gates of the temple, the outer courts with thanksgiving. And then they would come into the courts with praise because even though they had to step through this complex systems of, system of ritual, they were still so thankful that God had saved them. They were so thankful that he'd set them free from slavery. They were so thankful that they were a chosen people. And they began to praise him that even though they were sinful people, they were allowed into his presence. They were allowed to come into the courts. And so they entered his presence with praise. You see, praise is a passport into his presence. As I said, I've just been into Kenya in the last couple of weeks. And there's many rituals you've got to go through to enter into a country that you don't belong to. It's annoying, isn't it? You, 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 gotta, you know the ritual. You've got to take off your shoes. You've got to empty your pockets. You've got to take off your watch. You find all the coins and the phones in your, your pockets. And then you still start beeping and so you've got to take off your belt. And it feels like you're about to do a full striptease just to get into another country. There's a whole bunch of rituals that you've got to follow. And then finally, you just hand over your passport with a ticket 
And if you remember to do you know, all the rituals in all the right order, then they'll let you into a country that you don't belong to. And kind of Israel's system, it was a tough system, a series of rituals they had to walk through, but only some people could get in. If you weren't born, you didn't belong to that nation, you couldn't get in. Simple as that. And I tell you, this is one of the reasons, as I just kind of dress myself again, you know, this is one of the reasons that we should just be overflowing with praise, more so than the people of Israel who first read Psalm 100. Because we no longer have to go through those rituals. Jesus made a way for us to come into his presence no matter what family we belong to, no matter what culture we grew up in. And we can come without religious ritual, without having to bring a whole you know, a bunch of blood sacrifices to come into his presence. When Jesus Christ died on a cross, his blood was spilt. He was the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. He covered over our sin with his blood so that everything that once separated us from the presence of God was done away with. And when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, what he's done for us on the cross and risen from the dead on the third day, we can come into his presence anywhere, anytime. And we don't have to walk, you know, through special doors or through special gates. We can actually lift up praise. Praise is a passport. It lets you into the presence of God, whoever you are, wherever you are. If you have faith in Jesus, you've got to be coming into his presence with thanksgiving and saying, thank you for saving me. I praise you because you are always with me. As the people of God, we've got to be a people that's just overflowing with praise. You see, 1 Peter chapter 2 says, once we were not a people, once we weren't allowed in, but now you're God's chosen people. You're his royal priesthood. You don't need a whole system of priests anymore. You're a holy nation. You're God's special possession. You are his. Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into light. Praise is a passport into his presence. It's got to be something that's just so natural to us as followers of Jesus if we understand what he's done for us, if we understand what he's like. Praise is a passport into his presence. Encourage you to get onto our presence playlist. I've just been listening to it in the car, listening to it while, while I run, just enjoying the presence of God, allowing allowing the songs to become part of my heart language so that when I come in here, you know, I'm just, they're all, the words are already in my heart. Praise the passport into his presence and praise changes the perspective of our problems. And I know some of you are walking through some significant issues today, big battles that you're fighting. Psalm 34, it says, Come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord. See how big God is. There's two types of you know, uh, magnification that we are, we're accustomed to. There's a magnifying glass or a microscope where, where you make something that's really tiny appear bigger so that you can see it. But God's not tiny. He's never been tiny. God is big. 
But there's another type of magnification where, where, where something that we know is big, but it might be seen at a distance, actually comes up close. And we actually see something that's already big. We see how big it really is. And I can see what's actually happening in the pews as I preach. It's interesting. What's at a distance becomes very close. It's a little bit like we look up at the night sky and we see the moon. And it's beautiful. And, and we think, that's awesome. But it's at a distance. But then we put it under a telescope. And we actually start to see how grand it really is. How big it really is. We get a new perspective. That's what praise does. It changes the perspective of our problems. It may not be that the problem just disappears overnight, but when we actually begin to praise God, we see that our problem is actually smaller than the God we worship. Our God is big. You know, some of you here, the, the verse that's been in my heart this week as I prayed for today is that God promises, you know, when you walk through deep waters, I'll be there with you, I'll hold you by the hand. And some of you are walking through deep waters right now. And when you walk through deep waters, it's overwhelming. It's fearful. We get inadequate. We, we worry, you know, is there a way through this? Is this possible? And I just believe God is calling us to praise Him, to magnify Him in the midst of those deeper waters. And we begin to see that our God is not distant, but He's a big God and He's right beside us and He's holding us by the right hand. I'll magnify the Lord. Praise the passport into his presence and praise changes our perspective of our problems and praise is a witness to our world. It says we're, we're called as a people to declare the praises who has, of him who's called us out of darkness and into his light. You see, we don't have to walk through the doors to praise him and enjoy his presence, but there's something powerful about doing it. You see stadiums full of people praising all sorts of things. There's something powerful about being together in community, singing praises together, declaring our faith together. And it's really powerful when we're in close community, when we know the people around us, and we go, I know what that person is walking through in their health. I know what that person is walking through in their marriage. I know what that person went through last month, and yet they are choosing to praise God. You see, it puts faith in the hearts of people around you. It inspires people around you. It's a witness to our world. really want to encourage you, go to Ice Cream Sunday straight after the service. Just get to know the people around you. It is one of the things that will actually enhance your praise and worship when you worship together in close community. There's power when we worship together. And here's some of you get ridiculed each week for your faith in your workplace. And you actually start to think, am I crazy? You know, am I the loony one that believes all this stuff? And you come together with a whole bunch of people with the same faith that are praising God together. And it strengthens your faith. We can be a witness to one another as we praise God together. 
And my prayer is that people will walk through those doors searching for God, not yet knowing God, and they'll experience the presence of God in this place because the way we as a community of people praise and worship the God who is always present with us. You see, praise changes the perspective of your problems. It's a passport into his presence and it's a witness to our world. As we finish this 21 days of prayer and fasting, I, I really believe one of the things that God is wanting to do is to bring a new freedom and a new joy in our praise and worship. I, the prayer's been in my heart since day one, since Vision Sunday. I just thought, I know this is what you want to do, God. I believe it's part of what God wants to do here in this place today. Bring us a new freedom and joy in worship, a new faith in the power of praise. You know, when David brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, the very presence of God back in, in, the, in the city where God had, had called them to worship him, called them to praise him, he's overjoyed. He does dance before the Lord. This is what it says. It says, went uh, wearing a linen ephod. I'll get to that in a minute. David was dancing before the Lord with all his might while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets. You see, David is dancing and he's taken off his kingly robe and he's wearing his undergarments. He's just saying, God, this isn't about me as the king. I am just so, I'm so full of joy that, that you are, your presence will be back in Jerusalem. This is all about you. I want to worship you. He takes off his kingly robes and he dances before the Lord in his undies. And his wife gets embarrassed. If you read the story, he says, David, what are you doing? You're dancing before the Lord in your undies, before all of these slave girls. And this is what? David replies, he says, I will celebrate before the Lord and I will become even more undignified than this. Now, I'm not just, I want to make this clear this morning. I'm not suggesting that blokes should dance before God in our undies. Most wives in the room will be embarrassed and I, for one, don't want to see it. Put your hand up if you agree with me. Some of you haven't got your hands up. <laughs> Go to the counselling centre straight after this. I don't believe God's calling us to dance before him in our undies, but I do believe the heart of David that just is overflowing, overwhelmed with joy in the presence of God is something that he wants us to experience. For some of you, that will mean actually choosing to sing a song out loud for the first time instead of just watching everybody else. You're going to enter in yourself. For some of you, it will be choosing to lift your hands in worship and not just worship with your mouth, but worship with your body or to kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. Say, God, you've got me all. New freedom new joy in worship. For some of you it will be when the team lead us in shouts of praise and just speaking out our own praise, we won't be embarrassed or ashamed to speak out what we love about God. It'll just come out of our mouths. There'll be a new joy, a new freedom. For some of you, 
who love to dance. It will mean dancing before the Lord. I don't think God's ever going to do that in me. Probably maybe in heaven. Until then. But some of you love to dance. I just believe God is just bringing a new freedom to worship him with everything you got. Just keep your clothes on while, while you're doing it. You see, praise brings an overflow of joy in his presence. And sometimes it'll start with a sacrifice of praise, a discipline of praise, a choice to praise even though you're not feeling it. But as you bring that sacrifice of praise, as you discipline yourself to praise, joy will begin to fill your heart. We see it over and over again in the Psalms. I've experienced it in my own life. It'll happen for you, but you've got a choice. The other thing is I've just been reading the scriptures. I just keep seeing this time and time again, that there's a shout. There's a shout of praise that brings victory over the enemy. There's just some times where God calls his people to shout out praise and trust in his victory. You know, for many years, I, I would play footy on a Saturday afternoon and then I would come to church on a Sunday morning just a number of hours later. And on Saturday afternoon, I would gather with my team when we'd won a victory in a dirty old dressing shed. And we would make sure the whole suburb, in fact, we really wanted the whole of Sydney to know we'd just won a victory. We would jump up and down on a concrete floor with our steel studs. We would bash on the walls and we would sing as loud as we could, a nonsensical victory song. And it started with a shout of praise. It just started with us going, oh! And depending how much we'd won by as to how long the shout would go for. And then it started with, you know, a biblical recital. It was, bless them all, bless them all. That was the end of the biblical part. It's back to the valley we go. We won't sit here and be disgraced. It's back to the valley and drink with our mates. So we say goodbye to all the schooners they sell here are small. You won't get protection. I can't sing the rest of the song. (laughs) Not because I don't remember the words, but because I would lose my job. But it doesn't get any better. It was nonsensical. But we would sing it at the top of our lungs. We would bash on the wall. We wanted everyone to know we'd won a victory. Hours later, I joined my other team in church on Sunday morning. And and we would sing. He is Lord. He is Lord. He's risen from the dead and... He is Lord, every knee shall bow. Grave could not contain him. He's won the victory. This didn't add up to me. One team was so excited in the victory, we just won because we'd bashed another team senseless. The other team wasn't really sure we'd won a victory. But, When I read the scriptures, I see the power of a shout of praise. You know, when Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho and they had no weapons that could win the war, 
They simply lifted up a shout of praise to God and the walls came tumbling down. When Jehoshaphat was coming against two armies that were way bigger, way more weapons, he sent the worship team out of front to lift up shouts of praise and God sent an ambush against the attacking army and defeated them. When Gideon is facing an army and he's outnumbered 450 to 1, God gives him some weapons, a trumpet and a vase and a shout of praise and God wins the victory. There is power in a shout of praise. They shouted praise with one voice to the one true God and God brought victory over the enemy. Now we're not fighting a physical army in a physical battle, but we do have an enemy. We have an enemy who is waging war against God's purposes in your life. We have an enemy who is trying to take away the word of God that's in your heart. We have an enemy that wants to lie to you about the victory that Jesus has won for you. We have an enemy that is coming against you every day in multiple different ways. And some of you know the reality of that battle right now. You know you're going through a battle in your marriage. You're going through a battle in your family. You're going through a battle in your health. You're going through a battle in your finances. You're going through a battle in your workplace. You're going through a battle in your business. There's a battle going on and they will always go on. There will always be battles that we face because we live in this, this sin-ravaged world and we've got an enemy that will always be trying to distract us from God who doesn't want us to prosper, who doesn't want good things in our lives. And God is calling his people today to lift up a shout of praise. And declare whatever we're walking through. God, you're God. We belong to you. You are the king. The victory is yours. We might be going through a battle right now. But the victory is won. You've already won it. And in the midst of the battle, he takes us aside. And he anoints our head with oil. He feeds us a banquet. He nurtures our soul. He's good. He's faithful. His love will never run out, but you've got a choice. Are you going to choose to lift up a shout of praise and say, I'm in a battle right now, but I know, God, that the victory is yours. I know that the victory is yours. Can we stand on our feet this morning? Worship team are going to lead us in a song of praise. I just believe there's a bunch of us here this morning who've just got to say, I'm in a battle and I'm choosing to lift up a shout of praise. I'm choosing to believe that in the midst of this battle there's a victory that's coming. The victory is the Lord's. I believe just God wants to pour out blessing and breakthrough. There's an act of faith you need to take to come and stand down the front and say, I'm lifting up a shout of praise. I don't think it's about the volume of the shout. I actually think it's about the stance of faith that we take. Saying, God, I'm not moving. I'm standing with you in this battle. I'm going to praise you in this battle. I'm going to pray for victory. I'm going to pray for blessing. I'm going to pray for breakthrough.
Come on, if that's you, as the team starts to lead us right now, just come down the front and say, hey, yeah, I know, I'm in a battle right now, but I'm believing for victory. I'm going to lift up a shout of praise. Come on, just come. If you need to just come, just lift up a shout of praise together. Just come and stand down the front. I'm going to pray over you in just a minute. We're just going to begin to praise. Come on, come when you're ready. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.